Father, we thank you for Arthur and Nemi and what a joy they have been to our hearts. Um, Lord, how you have watched over them and you have given them favor in schooling and in work, Lord, in ministry. Father, in love for one another. Lord, it's been so evident to see. Lord, we've all shared their love for each other. It's blessed us all. Lord, we've seen their faithful service to you. Lord, they're faithful crying out to you for your guidance and your help, Lord, and your strength in the classroom, in the workplace, at the home, and as they traveled about, Lord. And now, Lord, we just we just open our hearts to hear the word of God as you speak through our brother Arthur. We ask your blessing in Jesus' name. Thank you. Good morning. So, President asked me to uh, share my testimony many months ago, and I was very busy, as you all know, uh, trying to get done with my <laughs> studies. And uh, but I had in my heart uh, that I, from the Lord, that I had to share uh, my testimony with you. And I've been praying the last few days uh, about what to speak to you. And I've been feeling from the Lord that I should um, not just give my testimony, but also share uh, His Word. And we have been, uh, this morning, uh, Bill told me that uh, we were sharing the, the, la- the, the Lord's Supper and also that uh, the sons we... We son and uh, the word that uh, Wayne read, uh, and also how Bill pray, uh, all pointed to uh, what the Lord did for us, what Jesus did for us. That was to die on the cross for all us. For and uh, this is what the Lord uh, put in my heart. Like every time I pray, that I should, you know, we. We have a, we all have like that uh, passage from the Bible, or maybe that song that we sing or we read, and we said, "Oh, we know, I know this," and I we don't really pay attention sometimes, and we just read it, and at the end of the reading, we don't know what we read because we just read it and we knew it by heart, and uh, we don't really pay attention to the meaning, but uh, we can see that uh, the Lord's Supper is all about that. It's like is remembering, remembering things that we know by heart, but that we need to remember and touch, eat, and experience it. And uh, let's go to Genesis chapter three, verse four through six. What I'm going to share today is uh, how how we are all sinners and how Jesus came and died on the cross and resurrected and now we can be saved through through the blood of Christ, of Jesus. Uh, the Bible says, and you all know this story and. You know that God created the heavens and the earth. He created everything that we can see. 
and we can feel and he created man and the woman and he put them in a garden and he provided everything they need food and everything they needed was there and God told them not to eat from a tree that was all so the tree of knowledge of good and evil they shouldn't eat from that tree because God instructed them not to eat and this passage says you will know certainly die the serpent said to the woman for God knows what that when you eat from it your eyes will be open and you will be like God knowing good and evil when the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom she took from she took son and ate ate it she also gave son to her husband who was with her and he ate it and we can see how Adam and Eve disobey God's instruction not to eat from a single tree they ate from the tree and as a result of this uh, disobedience now sin uh, has contaminated humanity uh, and if you know a little bit about DNA you can using DNA you can track back your ancestors you can track back where you are from if you are from Europe if you are from anywhere and we can track back if we are if there are some link between families uh, many things we can track back if we are uh, we can develop a specific disease uh, we can track back many things with the discovery of DNA and something that God left there so we can see how amazing is his creation uh, but similar to this we can see that uh, seeing has come from generation to generation so can track back seeing to one single man and woman that disobey God in the Garden of Eden uh, and we can see in Romans 3.23 that says for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God all of us nobody can say I haven't sinned never or I don't sin but all of us have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. As a result, uh, the humanity, as a result of sin, humanity was excluded from the presence of God. And when God said, you will die if you eat from that tree, uh, yes, the serpent says, you will not die, but spiritually we die. And all of us have, have been separated from the glory of God because of that Sin, that's that first sin that uh, now we have that sin on ourselves. Uh, Romans six twenty three says, "For the wages of sin is death." So, what what can we do to justify ourselves before God? And the answer is nothing. There is nothing we can do. We can try and. We see that uh, the Israelites tried by obeying the law, but they couldn't because we cannot do anything by ourselves. Uh, but God can and He did. And that's why Christ came and that's why all 
oh, we, we all are here. Uh, the Lord uh, not only loves us with everlasting love, as Jeremiah 3 says, but he also knows us. And Jeremiah first, uh, Jeremiah 1, 5 says, Before I formed you in the womb, of, in the womb I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as a prophet to the nations. The Lord knows us better than ourselves, and He loves us with everlasting love. That's why He, from the beginning, He prepared a way to redeem ourselves and rebuild that relationship with Him. And the Bible says in John 3.16 that for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. So God loves us and God knows us and he wants, he wanted to rebuild that relationship. He wanted to restore that close, closeness with us. And that once was destroyed with the original sin with Adam and Eve by disobedience. John fourteen six says, "I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me." Uh, and in this verse, in particular, uh, sometimes we we could miss things, uh, and I. It's very interesting to me that when you learn a new language, sometimes the Lord speaks to you with through the Bible better than in your own language. Because you, you have to go deeper sometimes. You have to understand things in a in a better way in order to really understand what he's saying. And uh one thing that I see from this verse is that uh if you know the word the T H E uh it is usually used to specify things. When you say the house, you're not talking about any house. You're talking about a specific house. And the verse could say it's a way. I am a way, a truth, a life. It, it could be, it is possible, and but it will be any way, like some way, uh, or some truth, or some life. But we can see that uh, the Word of God uh, is saying that I am the way Jesus said and the truth and the life a specific way the only way he is the only truth and he is the only one that gives eternal life because the next uh, part of John fourteen six says no one comes to the father except through me so he is the only way to eternal life he is the only, only truth and he is the only way to the father and Jesus was a perfect sacrifice. Through Jesus, uh, we can be reconciled with our Heavenly Father. Jesus did this in obedience to the Father. Uh, John ten seventeen and 18 says, uh, The reason my Father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes, takes it from me, but I lay down I lay down of my own accord. I have authority to lay down and authority to take it, take it up again. This command I received from my Father. 
So Jesus is giving giving up his life for us, for that original sin, for that disobedience that now had been carried from generation to generation to us. Uh, and Jesus came to uh, to help us rebuild that relationship with God. And this is the most selfless act of thought that has been uh, recorded in human history. Because nobody else can uh, die, give their life, and then take it back again. And even introduce God as a father too. Uh, I, I, I'm always amazed with that. Like... Then is is in part could be that growing up I did not live with my father, uh, and I did not have that. I I didn't know and I I didn't experience what a father was. So uh, that introduction of Christ, saying like the Israelites and or the Jews couldn't even uh, say God's name, and now they Jesus is saying He's your father, and it's like. Uh, you know, shocking in some sense, but Jesus is um, introducing God as, a, as our Father, a Father that loves us, a Father that cares for us, a Father that knows us, and a Father that wants to be close to us and reveal that relationship. Uh, but uh, and Jesus did that for love and. Again, we can read um, John three sixteen and see that for God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. This is one of my favorite verses, and I can you know read over and over because this it it say it all, and it it goes deeper into our hearts that. We can, I love that can we can explain a love that we can can't fully understand because is uh, an everlasting love. And once once Jesus um, went to the cross and died for us, and he said <coughs> in John nineteen nineteen thirty, it is finished, and with that he bowed his head. And gave his spirit. <coughs> when he said it's finished, it can be also is the word tetelestai in Greek, that also means pay in full. He paid in full that debt that we own uh, because of the sin, because of the sin that had been carried from generation to generation. The Lamb of God paid all, and he took the sin away the sin of the world. However, it did not end there. Jesus resurrected and ascended to heaven. He promised to prepare a special place for us. And the Bible says in John 14, 3, And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. And this is our hope as believers that uh, one day Jesus will return and take his bride, the church, us to heaven in which the Bible says we will, he will wipe 
every tear from their eyes, our eyes. There will be no more death, or mourning, or mourning, or crying, or pain. For the old order of things has passed away. And we can see that the verse says there will be no more death because Jesus had paid for us. We are no, we do not deserve death anymore because He has paid the debt that we own. And this is the message that uh, all of you have heard, and you wouldn't be here or you wouldn't be a Christian if you hadn't heard this message and said, Lord, I accept and I recognize that Jesus came and died for me and died for my sin and rebuilt my relationship with God. And I I grew up in a this is the message that changed my life and this is the message that I, I'm pretty sure changed most of your lives and now I'm going to uh, tell you a little bit about my, my testimony and how this message changed my life um, I grew up in a, in a place maybe 45 minutes from Panama City um, it's not a very you know pleasant place because uh, there's a lot of, uh, you know, thieves, drug dealers, murderers, and many other things that growing up in a place like that, you're sometimes the probabilities of you to be involved with those things are very high. And, you know, not being away from those things is difficult if you live in that environment. Uh, as... When I was uh, four, three, four years old, um, my dad left our home, and this this made things very difficult because now we we did not have provision. But they, um, my parents, they were Christian, so when they got married, and. Um, so I can say I grew up in a Christian home, but I wasn't really instructed in Christianity. I did not really know the Lord as I should. And so it was very challenging pretty much my whole life. And uh, But I I know the Lord was with me. Now that I think back and I said, oh, you know that situation? It, it was the Lord because there is no way things could be differently uh, on my own and uh, I it was challenging not having uh, enough food enough provision uh, and not having and having little help from some friends or from some family members and challenging school because I I was part of the you know social needs or social help from the school always. I don't remember a year or a time in which I was not part of the social help. Okay, two children uh, will come and we will feed them. Okay, I was one of those two, <laughs> like from from first grade to high school, because there was no enough. But and uh, when I was in 
middle school, I didn't know how that good, you know, behavior. I was a very, very bad, I had a very bad behavior, you know, coming from a fatherless home. That's usually what happens, you know, Ch children are, you know, revelry, they are rebels and they don't want to, you know, hear their mother and I didn't like to study and I didn't like math <laughs> and no English. English was worse. I didn't know like English. So my lowest grade was English and math. And I remember that when I was uh, in seventh grade, now from first grade to sixth grade, you go to a local school. It's very close to home. You just walk there. Now seventh grade was different. Now you have to take a bus 15 to, uh, to 30 minutes away from your home so you can do more things. You can, instead of going to school, you can go and play soccer uh, with your friends and coming back the same so you can just play and not go to school because you, because you can. <laughs> you have more freedom in that sense. And that's what happened when I was in seventh grade. I had friends that were not the best friends you could have. They were repeating that grade again for second time, and it was the first was the first time I was in that grade. But um, that year, I remember they did the strangest thing, and I always uh, think that was they couldn't do worse. The government and the education uh, institutions have agreed to divide the the grades from in letters A, B, C, D, each, each classroom. But in A, all the students with the best scores will be in the A. So when you get to F, G, you have the worst of the worst. So I was in the G, the last one. <laughs> so, because my grades weren't great, so I was with all the bad behaved people that were in, you know, pretty much in the whole school. So, and I see that like, what hope did I have? Mm -hmm. So they, pretty much they put you to fail. Mm -hmm. You will fail because who would you ask for help if you ask usually your friends or your classmates? But if all the bad score or bad GPA or bad uh, great students are in your classroom, so you cannot get help from anybody. And yeah, that was one bad experience. So it was with the people repeating grades and also with the people that was no good as me. And I remember that, well, that year was really bad and I used to fight in school. We organized fights in a local baseball field and put to fight several other classmates and that was our life. We were very happy. <laughs> but I, yeah, maybe you heard this before. Maybe not. <laughs> but, but I, I think it's. I warned you, Nimi. <laughs> but I think that's that was uh, the the Lord knows us, and Jeremiah and Jeremiah said He knows us from our mother's womb, and He. As he said in Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, he has plans for us and he has a future for us. So, um, 
And in when I was in that was seventh grade, in eighth grade, my life changed. Uh, in that year, uh, a lot. Uh, I wasn't in church in that time. You know, is my 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 mom used to go church and on and off, on and off. So it was hard, like to be in a single church. So I, as I said, I did not have a good Christian instruction. I knew God, I knew that God existed and Jesus existed. But I did not have that experience with God. So I was in thirteen. I was thirteen years old, and I was in eighth grade. Um, a church nearby um, start, uh, started. They started a new church very close to my home. They started going to that church, and uh, that year everything changed. And the Lord, um, this message that I gave you, changed my life, and. From that year, I love mathematics. Mm-hmm. So now you have a kid that ha- had the year before hated mathematics. Mm-hmm. Did not like it. And did not really understand it because I think I never learned it. You know, when you hate at something, like, you don't learn because you don't like it and you don't want to. And I remember it was algebra. I love algebra. And for some reason, I don't know why, it's like algebra is harder than, you know, to do arithmetic. You know, arithmetic is easy, just multiply, divide, sum, extract. And where algebra is harder, I would say, why would I like algebra? But I think was everything was the Lord's plan and was He that was working in my life because that was the same year I, I gave my life to Christ. And I learned that I have a father. Mm. I learned that God loves me. And he is with me. Everywhere I go. Everywhere I do. Everywhere I, uh, everything I do. He is with me. And he is seeing me. And so that year everything changed. Had better score except for English. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so and started being more obedient. I started ministering in the church. I was uh, trained to be a Sunday school teacher in in the church. So I was a Sunday school teacher, and I love to be in church. I love to, you know, like uh, teenagers usually, what they like to do, like play video games. Well, I, we did not have money to play video games. We had like, money to buy a video game. But uh, in my teenager years, my hobby was to read the Bible. So I'll, I'll read the stories from the Bible and enjoy them. Like all day reading the Bible. It's like, are you saying that's not what you should be doing? You are a teenager. But I just <laughs> love to do it for some reason. And I know it was the Lord, the Holy Spirit, putting my heart to study His Word and to love His Word. And so, but still, the needs were there, no enough food, no enough money for the bus, so sometimes it was hard to get school, but I got school, and since I love mathematics now, I want to go to school, like, I will run to my classroom, and I do all the homework by myself, nobody has to do my, uh, ask me to do my homework because I want to do it, I love mathematics and science. And uh, the needs were there, and I remember that uh, 
weekends were the hardest because during the weekends there is no school, so there is no uh, food from the school. We eat breakfast and lunch in school, so now weekends there is no food, or little food. And but I remember there was always an opportunity to fast. So I will fast a lot. And the day that we had to eat on weekends, then I will feel bad, like, I should be fasting. <laughs> so, because, but now, now I, I feel that there was purpose. Now, if, if you have uh, a difficult situation, um, what the Lord wants me to take from this difficult situation? Mm-hmm. And the situation was there was no food, but uh, the purpose was I should fast. And that helped to develop or uh, to uh, gain more uh, confidence, praying, uh, being always in the Lord and be always uh, in church and also depend on God. Depend on God because uh, after many times I can tell you that after the, um, you know, we go to church and we fast in the church uh, for half day and... Uh, after the the church meeting, in, s- in some way the Lord will provide what, what I will eat for lunch, and I could see the Lord working every time. Uh, I could see how uh, in our backyard we had a lot of plantains growing, and I I don't know how, but I remember that always there was you know I was with my machete could a plantain tree and we had always plantains and now I see back and I'm like how we could have so many plantains mm-hmm. like you know the Lord had to you know make something to multiply and those plantains mm-hmm. to keep growing like if I go back right now there is none plantain mm-hmm. there. there there are no plantain trees anymore now I'm like uh, so that was the Lord he provided even in a backyard like some sometimes we were like sick of eating plantains, <laughs> but we still love them. At and least it wasn't kimchi. <laughs> <laughs> and we had like uh, two mango trees, and we eat a lot of mangoes, and they were very delicious. Mm-hmm. And but as you can see, the Lord always provided. Mm-hmm. We we were never like. With no food for weeks or for days, we will maybe a day without food and things like that. But uh, I could see how the Lord uh, worked in my life, and I know He's He is, and He always will my, my provider. He will always provide uh, my needs because He is with me and He loves me. And uh, well, uh, I finished high school. Uh, as as anything, I had my um, mathematics score was the highest among all, opposite to everybody. <laughs> everybody was, you know, lowest mathematics. Mine were physics and math, the highest, because I just, you know, the Lord uh, gave me this um, knowledge or wisdom to learn mathematics and physics uh, faster than uh, even... You know, it, it was challenging because in my classroom, you know, they, they always do, you know, the, the highest GPA person in the whole school pretty much was always in my classroom. <laughs> so it was challenging. And I 
even I had the highest score than them, being the, you know, they don't like when you have a <laughs> higher score than them. They are like, what is this kid doing? Like, they, they don't like it. They hate it. So I was, they didn't like me very much because I had the highest score in maths, but, you know, lowest score in the others. But uh, anyways, I like it. And uh, this, uh, this led me to uh, study mechanical engineering. Uh, uh, the university that I went to uh, is the, the only university, well, the best university for engineering in my country. So it's very hard to get in and it's very hard to keep up. And among my school, many apply, and I think I was one of three that we got into that <laughs> university because it was hard. But uh, behind that, uh, entering to that university was the fact that I fast a lot. <laughs> so I had to fast. Father, I want to go to university. Um, you're my provider. You give me wisdom. You give me wisdom to pass this like five exams that you have to take trigonometric, you know, algebra, and etc. So you had like <coughs> physics exam. So that's like it was hard, but but the Lord always uh, was there, and He helped me to accomplish all those things because I I believe I couldn't do it on my own, mm -hmm. and I I think I'll never do it on my own because uh, the strength and the wisdom that the Lord gave me. Um, was was the key and I went to that university and uh, from out of 20 something students going the first year I finished with, with two others just three people graduated on time you know uh, and all the others maybe dropped on the way or something but the, the needs were still there and um, I'm amazed that or looking back how I did that or how I was there or how the Lord provided for uh, money for you know take the bus uh, or many many times taking uh, having the money 25 cents to go but not having the 25 cents to come back so it's like just see what the Lord can do on the way and uh, during the school time or maybe uh, do something to he will do something to provide and and I'm here so I I had to go back I, I, I went back so I found uh, a way to get the, <coughs> or the Lord found a way to provide me the 25 cents to go back and also to provide me the to eat because I was all day in school and uh, then I finish uh, we used to live in uh, well, this living room is bigger than the place I I live in. My home um, was smaller than this. That was all. Uh, my two sisters and my mom and uh, my brother uh, we lived there for until I was 24, I think. That was when I started working full time. Once I graduated from mechanical engineering, and that's when I m started making the house bigger. Um, and the Lord knows all things, and He knows how thankful I was, and He also knows that I, I always love to serve the Lord, and 
everything I do, uh, as the verse says, uh, word of deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God uh, through Him. And um, a few years after I finished, the Lord gave me a scholarship, and I shouldn't get that scholarship. Why? Mechanical engineering, Claire can tell you, is very hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my GPA wasn't the best. I had like two point, two point something. So it wasn't good for a scholarship. And not for a government <coughs> scholarship, but the, the Lord was pleased with me to have a scholarship. And, uh, and he did not give me one, he gave me two. So I had to choose between two scholarships. Mm-hmm. Uh, with low GPA, no knowing English at all. Uh, just, you know, the elemental English I, d- I never liked. <laughs> and I just read it and, you know, is I trick the professor sometimes, you know, taking phrases and put them together. It was, you know, bad still, but they will... You know, give you a grade, you know, a 60, okay, I'm done, I'm thankful for a six of a 60, but, uh, and he gave, uh, the Lord gave me a scholarship to come to the U.S. and study uh, for five years, uh, and study uh, bioprocessing or biofuel production, and I came to Kansas, and while I was in Kansas, Got there, and you know, I was wondering what the Lord wants me to do. I, you know, sometimes it's, that's a very hard question, and I think the answer is simple, and the answer applies for all, all us, all of us. And Jesus said, uh, "God, go and preach the word to all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit." Uh, that's what the Lord wants us to do. It's, it's simple. We sometimes people, some people say like, "Hey, I'm praying because I want to know what the Lord wants me to do." But the, the Jesus just gave us what to do more than two thousand years ago, or around two thousand years ago, and that's what we all should do. And that's what um, that's like my favorite verse, you know, from the Bible. Like every. And that's why everything I do, I try to do it for the Lord because I'm doing what Jesus asked us to do. Go out and, and preach or, or tell them the things that I show, I, I taught you, I teach you. And uh, so I got there and I was wondering what, what the Lord wanted me to do. So I said, okay, it's that same thing. Go and preach the word. And I... Uh, with some friends, I started a, a small group for international students. I saw a lot of need for the international students, and I just got there, but I knew the Lord wanted me to do that, so I was in contact with international students all day. Uh, I was learning English, uh, and it was me and maybe 20 more Chinese. So it was me and 20 Chinese. And <laughs> <laughs> some, sometimes like one from Dubai or Arabia Saudita or from Libya. Or, but uh, pretty much was me and uh, a lot of Chinese students learning English. And that's, yeah, when new Chinese come, I 
you just tell them to talk with me. I can understand them very well <laughs> because I had to learn how to understand them. I was with them in the classroom. They just came from China. They don't know how to speak English. They are learning like me, and we could understand each other. <laughs> so I, I started inviting them to church because that's what the Lord wants us to do. <coughs> Preach the word. And uh, so I'll bring them to church and I will uh, help them to know the Lord. And I know many of them, uh, some of them that I know, uh, they accepted the Lord and they, they are Christian to this day. And I one very uh, interesting and touching uh, experience was that I had a friend uh, his name Lijan, who was studying, um, I think, mechanical engineering, uh, a PhD in mechanical engineering, and he had known me like a year. He knew me from the first week I arrived to the U.S. Uh, maybe seven months later, I knew how to speak English, I knew grammar, and I had passed all my exams in grammar just seven months later, and I knew reading, and I knew everything, and now I I know how to speak, I'll say, better than him that had been there maybe a year. And and I, I don't think it was because I'm special and I, I'm smart. No, I, don't, I don't consider myself smart, but I consider myself um, that I, I pray to God and I ask it for his help. And he helped me. And in, in seven months I learned. And that was very fast. Even for my teachers, they were like, what? You're, that's so fast. That's like, it's less than, you know, a semester and, and, and summer. And, and he was so impressed. So his wife was coming from China uh, next semester. And he was so impressed. He would talk to his wife and said, you know, this guy, Arthur, he, he learned English so fast. And well, she she was not coming to study, but to stay with him, and so he will. He she told him, okay, when I get there, I will follow him everywhere he goes, and I will uh, just do what he did to learn fast. So, and where do I go? Church. <laughs> <laughs> so, so she will go to church. I will go pick her up. Go to church. Go to small groups, go, go to barbecues, to go to Chi Alpha, go to... So she was always busy as me, going everywhere, uh, church meetings, and and she uh, gave her life to Jesus. And um, that's like two years ago, I know she, she had a baby, but she, she gave her life to Jesus, she got baptized, and uh, this this message of Christ coming to save us uh, because of the sin that was once brought to the war by Adam and Eve um, changed her life and as it changed my life and as it changed uh, all of your lives and um, then I uh, finished in Kansas and I was uh, I felt from the Lord that I had to my professor had a new job in NC State and um, I did not know what to do. I could. I had my scholarship for Kansas State, and um, I could apply to change my scholarship to NC State, and that's no easy. 
you know, scholarship uh, agencies, they don't like when you change mm -hmm. university. You can change mm -hmm. programs, and that's not easy. And um, I went home and got married to Nimia. <laughs> we got married, and we did not know where we're, we, we were going. Uh, we had admission papers for Kansas State and admission papers for NC State, but my scholarship hasn't been changed yet. It's July, <laughs> mm -hmm. and it's our classes in August. And you got married in June. And I got married in July. July. July seven. And uh, but uh, I know the Lord had a plan and He had a purpose. And I, I, they were you know uh, trying to had some committees deciding if I was moving or not. But in my heart, I knew the Lord wanted me to come to to North Carolina. And it was August uh, two thousand twelve and. Uh, finally, the work came back. My scholarship was approved to move to North Carolina State, and uh, that that was, you know, that was a lot of prayer, a lot of trust in God, because you know, is some things you can't control are the hardest to deal with because uh, when you can control things, you can just decide and okay, I'll go to, you know. I go to New York, and you plan, and you know what, where you're going, but in less than two weeks, I had plane tickets bought from for, from Panama to Raleigh, and I still don't know <laughs> if I'm going to Raleigh because the agency hasn't approved. But uh, at the end, uh, I could see how the Lord answered us, and He brought us here. And when I came here, now I didn't know had that uncertainty that what I what I need to do, what do I need to do? I knew what I had to do, and it was to do the same I did in Kansas. Uh, start a small group for international students, and we uh, we did that uh, very next month. We got here in August. In September, we started small group for international students, and um, we had a first week. We had like twenty five people. And it's a joy to me, for me to see how the Lord has uh, shown me that this was His plan and His purpose. And I could see that, uh, for example, on, on Friday we had around 30 people, and we have like constant um, a constant number of around 20 people going to uh, the international student group, and uh, I could see how. Everything that happened and everything that the Lord had uh, led me to do, uh, having a purpose, and He having, as Jeremiah twenty nine eleven says, He having a plan and a future for me, and uh, that everything that happened, starting from, um, I could start from, but from from when my dad left our home, has that doesn't mean that. I that will uh, decide how my future will be because my future doesn't depend on my father the future doesn't depend on my mother the future doesn't depend if I have needs or if I have um, if I don't have enough money or if I uh, or if I have a low GPA your future doesn't depend on those things 
the future uh, depends on the Lord, and He has a future mm-hmm. for us, and He had uh, He have a plan for all of us. And at the end, uh, as uh, the Bible says, uh, the will of God will prevail, mm-hmm. prevail over everything. Like we 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 can say, oh, this problem is. It's big, but is it big for God? It, it can be bigger than God. God is bigger than any problem. And His will will prevail no matter the situation, no matter uh, no matter uh, my, uh, if I can or if I cannot do it, or, or my expectations. Uh, the, w- the will of God uh, will prevail. And if we are uh, willing to do God's will, uh, that future and that hope uh, uh, will have it in our lives, and I thank God for um, bringing me to this church and see how you, you guys, uh, although a small church, have a big impact in the world, impacting Peru, impact even in Panama, and I very I'm very thankful for you guys praying for my sister when she was very ill, and you know. And we pray for many people around the world. Uh, we send people. We have many friends in China. We have many friends in, uh, you know, other countries. Iran. We have many friends in South America. We have many many people, and it's a big impact because many people think of us, and that's what the Lord wants us to do. And. Uh, it's a joy to see how the the word the word comes here, and so, sometimes we, yes, uh, Jesus said go to the war, uh, but uh, sometimes he brings mm-hmm. the word to us, and and it's our uh, in that case we we'll then share to the nations because the nations are here, and uh, how we can uh, change the life of those people through this message. That sometimes we uh, take it for granted because we know it so well, mm-hmm. and sometimes we said, "Okay, I know that. I know that passage." And that happened to me, even to me. Like, um, oh, "Okay, I know about this. Or I know about. I know very well the New Testament. Or I know very well Genesis." But uh, so we are taking it for granted. But there is so much there, and so much. Um, so much in this message that helped us to remember what Jesus did for us that was not something very small but it was it had given us salvation had given us a hope <coughs> a future and he had cleaned our lives to be able to approach God as a clean uh, person because of the blood of Jesus and I uh, let let us pray and ask the Lord to help us see uh, this uh, message as the instrument to to bring salvation to others. To not to forget, um, and I I love when Jesus uh, said. Uh, do this in remembrance of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember one time uh, Roger pray about uh, pray preach about uh, eating, 
and having uh, when you eat with other people you expose yourself and you they will see you as you are and no faking when you're not eating you are you, you you can't you can fake but when you are eating you cannot fake you okay you eat with your mouth open uh, mm-hmm. all of that will be exposed you will be exposed and uh, the Lord's Supper is this intimacy is a time which you you will not only hear the word you will eat it you will feel it you will touch it you will see it you will experience fully and you will uh, and you will remember that will help you to remember if if you um, from the learning process if you just read uh, I don't know how many how much you can remember but it's very little mm-hmm. it's less than 20 percent <coughs> but if you do uh, you can remember longer you can retain more and and that's I, I see the Lord's Supper as as that as a, an opportunity to experience fully and spiritually the the sacrifice that means uh, so much for us all uh, Let's, let's pray. Heavenly Father, um, we, come, we come to you, Lord, giving you thanks for, for the sacrifice of Jesus, for sending your, only, your one and only Son to die for us on the cross for our sins. Thanks, Lord, for because you are holy, Lord. Thanks for your grace, your mercy. Help us, Lord, not to take for granted this word. Help us, Lord, not to forget what you did and you are doing in our lives. Help us to help us to do your will in our lives and to see purpose in everything we do for your glory, Lord. Help us to have this word in our hearts and help us to express it to to our friends. Help us to express it to our neighbor. Help us to express it to to other nations, Lord. Help us to to see you, Lord, in every step we do. And we thank you, Lord, for your mercy. Thank you for your grace and thank you for Jesus. And the wonderful sacrifice mm-hmm. that pay the debt that we own, that pay for our sins, for our redemption, and this sacrifice that gave us access, full access to you, Lord, to your presence, to you, to your love, Lord. We thank you and we we give you glory, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Amen.